Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, the Sam's Report. I accidentally muted the intro, so I had to replay it again for all those people who are watching live. And you know what? We're, we're up and running. Uh, <laughs> uh, that That's a fail on my part. There's a lot of buttons to push, a lot of things to mute. If I don't mute the right stuff, then there's a massive echo. And uh, I crossed my wires this morning. It's been a odd morning in my brain for whatever reason. So there's a lot of good stuff going on this week. Um, a lot of enterprise -y stuff. There's actually going to be a lot of uh, enterprise -y stuff next week, I believe, too. And actually, maybe even later today, possibly. So uh, there we go. A um, couple things to kick it off. Well, you can't really see it. Maybe if I... Uh, if I can move the controller here, multitasking to serious extremes right now. Um, behind me, which I, I know I've pointed out many times, I play Xbox on this TV. I'm actually downloading Assassin's Creed Unity right now, which from CD Keys, I think CDKeys.com, you can buy Assassin's Creed Unity for $1.89, uh, at least in the US. I use PayPal, paid $1.89. You get a, a key, you go to Microsoft.com, you redeem it, and bam. So if you've never played, I've, I've never played any Assassin's Creed game, so I figured for $1.89. I've been looking for a new game for a while. Uh, there you go. So I'm actually downloading it as I'm podcasting, which I didn't know how that would work, but it's still going to have a, uh, it's a 40 gig download. I'm about 20 gigs in and well, podcasting now, I'm only getting about 50 megs down. It was a closer to about 150 before I started podcasting. So there you go. Um, quick math says it sucks about 100 megs of bandwidth to do this, although I know you can do it for a lot less, but whatever, that's kind of the impact. Um, anyways, uh, many people asking how I'm feeling. I'm getting that, like, this is legitimately a very long recovery. It's a lot longer than I thought. The big thing that screwed me up is I need to have, uh, like, some minor surgery at some point here. And I'm going to Disney World um, two weeks from Sunday. And so I don't want to do it before then because if there's complications or whatever, I, I really don't want to screw up Disney World. And uh, But I am getting better. As you can see, I'm sitting. I'm not so much fidgety. And uh, <laughs> life is on the upward bound. Let's just throw it that way. So a lot of good stuff happening this week. A lot of questions uh, from viewers, which absolutely makes me so happy. Uh, kicking things off, Visual Studio 2017 arrives on March 7th. Um, I can't believe this because I actually remember when this product launched. Uh, 1997, Visual Studio is now 20 years old. 20 years, launched in 1997. Uh, and at that time, it was more of like an like an isolated, or what do they call it? IDE, an independent development environment, I believe. And now it's this big suite of services and, and things, and you can code. It's on the Mac for, for, like, which is crazy to think that it's actually on OS X. Although I know some people are going to say, well, not technically, but it is. It is on the Mac, at least the brand is or whatever. Visual Studio has grown up, become a massive product line for Microsoft, spawned off many different offsprings, and it turns 20 uh, this year. And so on March 7th, they're launching Visual Studio 2017, and it was previously called Visual Studio V Next, but that is coming. Some other things to point out, I know I talk a lot about Azure here, because uh, I really like it, in AWS and Google Cloud. So a company called, I, I can never pronounce, I don't know how you pronounce this, Canals, C-A-N-A-L-Y-S, uh, released a study, not even a study, just a report from Q4 that bro breaks down at least a little bit, I wish they would have got deeper, uh, the cloud market share. And Amazon, which we knew was winning, uh, they're, they're winning by a decent amount, it seems, actually. And so uh, Amazon for Q4 of 2016 had 33.8% of the market share. 
Google, Microsoft, and IBM combined have 30%. Now, we know Microsoft makes up the biggest chunk of that. Estimates put it around like 20% or so. Um, there's a ton of really small competitors that have cloud. And what they do is they take cloud spend, uh, what they consider cloud spend, and then I believe they just divided it up by all the public companies reporting because you can actually go and get all this information. Not perfectly clean, but from all the big vendors about how, you know, how much money they're making in those segments, and they just did the backwards math. They didn't give us an actual breakdown of Microsoft or IBM's or Google's percentages, but uh, we know that Microsoft is number two. Google, I believe, is number three. And IBM, well, Google and IBM are probably actually pretty close based on uh, they had a nice pie chart. Although, again, come on, guys, just give us full percentages. Anyways. Other things on the Azure side, Microsoft announced this week Azure Patent Protection for Azure customers. This is actually really cool, and it's something I suspect we'll see from Amazon and Google uh, and all the other players. Essentially, what it means is that if you're using Azure and you develop stuff and somebody sues you for copyright infringement, or, or I should say patent infringement, not copyright, patent infringement, Microsoft will actually loan you their portfolio of patents to use in defense. So basically what they're saying is, hey, come use our cloud, you get our patent protection, and develop whatever you need, and don't worry about somebody else suing you. We've got your back. It's actually just a nice little feature um, that's going on. So, yeah, that's that's just the neat thing. I don't know. Like it's just kind of different. So at the end of the day, I don't know how often this will be used. Um, I don't know if Microsoft will like celebrate this because obviously, if one of your customers is getting sued, you're not gonna be like, hurrah! Like let, we're helping them. Uh, but that's really at the end of the day what they are doing. So. Uh, it's called Azure Patent Protect. I think it's called Azure IP Protections, whatever. Uh, other things on the Azure, Azure side, Microsoft is cutting Azure prices again. So this is on their VM side for uh, F1 to F16, depending on if your Windows or Linux VMs up to 23%. And on their A1 basic VMs, uh, they're cutting it up to 51%. So it's pretty sizable cuts, actually. Again, the cloud is in this, uh, there's a lot of money. I think canals or whatever it is said that it's going to be a 55 billion dollar industry for 2017 i think it was around a 36 billion dollar industry for 2016 so there's a ton of money here and microsoft and amazon uh we don't hear too much about it from google although i suspect we'll be seeing things uh in the year ahead where prices are just dropping they're dropping quickly and they're trying to bolt on services because storage locally is still pretty cheap um, if you're already deployed, but they're trying to make it very cost competitive to on-prem already deployed systems. And of course they want to attract new people to that stuff. But these price cuts, it seems like there's a really big tit for tat between Microsoft and Amazon, like every other month. I think it was last month in January, Amazon announced price cuts. And so now we have Microsoft drawing this. Um, I don't know if it's, it, typically this is where I'd say it's a race to the bottom. I don't think there really is a bottom here. At least not yet. It will eventually kind of level out. But there's a lot of money at stake here. And that's why these companies are trying so hard to be uh, competitive in this segment. Other things announced this week, kind of getting away from the enterprise stuff, is that the creators update, uh, Terry Meyerson. So if you didn't watch it yesterday, highly recommend it. Or not yesterday, this week. Microsoft did a kind of like a creators update thing for developers this week. And Terry Meyerson, who has appeared to have lost a lot of weight, I'm hoping that it's all... I heard that he was dieting and, and whatnot and going to the gym. So I'm assuming it's all health-related and it's good. It's a very good thing. He looks... He looked, he's lost a lot of weight. Good good job, Terry. Congrats. Uh, he announced that the creator's update is now complete, which I've been saying this for a little bit. Uh, Feature-wise, it's complete. 
granted they're still rolling some things into the insider builds uh but from what we know internally hey they're done they're locked down that's why they're doing these bug bashes uh they're really ramping up to try to get this stuff done and i'm still hearing that april is going to be the rough approximation of when the creators update is coming out and when we had dell tell us and i i haven't heard any difference about that um, i'm wondering if they're going to have an event yeah I, i'm wondering if there's going to be an event if this is going to be like a big uh hurrah we will see we will see what comes about but the creators update's now done and the latest update there's a couple new things at least new to us to be able to use dynamic lock which if you have a bluetooth enabled phone um which they say works does work with an iphone i haven't tried it yet i actually i don't even know if this computer or my desktop has bluetooth i know my the laptops do uh if you're within in range of bluetooth then it keeps your machine unlocked uh, if you walk out of range, like say, hey, you go get a cup of coffee or whatever, once it disconnects, you can set it, I believe you can set the time, but I think it's 30 seconds after it disconnects, then it will automatically lock your machine. Uh, we've talked about this before, nothing too crazy, but now it is functional. The other thing that's really neat that I didn't even know was coming, it's picture-in-picture -picture for UWP app. So what it allows you to do is if you're watching a video or you have a Skype chat, is just extract the video and place it on top of all windows and so it will be permanently on top until obviously you end the call or end the video but it it's just the video player it's neat uh i'm wondering if this is coming to the xbox as well it seems like it should because i believe microsoft is getting ready to snap i never use snap on the xbox console i suspect that i'm not alone uh, and so i would imagine that's coming to the xbox which would actually be kind of neat i'm trying to look at how far along my download is uh it's just Still got a ways to go. Um, so we'll be, I'll be curious to see. I would have to think that that is coming. So uh, other things that were shown off during the that creators event, which was, which was really cool. I'm glad that they're starting to talk about this. So Neon, uh, which is an upcoming design language. And I, I said many times, this is not like a huge overhaul. But what they, they did show off, uh, well, they didn't show off. I take that, I stand correct. They showed off... Uh, in the background of a slide that had an overlay and it wasn't you couldn't perfectly see saying hey look there's gonna be some design language coming uh then tom hounsel was actually able to extract the image from wherever and we we get our best look at um at neon i know mahidi's in the chat room i know he's posted up some images as well and really what the big things to note are uwp apps had a borderless window uh which means you know the, the minimize maximize and uh collapse buttons or close buttons right now they kind of sit in their own little bar it's at the very top uh what they showed is that the like you can almost extend the ui layer into that bar and those buttons kind of drop down a little bit and it's just a borderless window is the best way i can describe it um also the taskbar the biggest change is there there's also sh the mock-ups and again this is a concept image are showing uh, white ta a white taskbar, right? Right now the default is black. Yes, you can change it with any color you want through the color picker, but they're showing off a white one because you can't actually pick white. And so one of the things that it also shows is black icons. So right now on the black taskbar, I have like the mail app, uh, the store, and the calendar, and they're white. So obviously they're going to be coming black. Uh, if they if this actually makes it into production, again these are concept images. Now I say that because Microsoft actually had some of these images. I got sent them a while ago. Uh, many years ago before windows 10 launched that showed off the interface and it was close it's not perfect but it's getting there and um yeah so just kind of take that that ne that neon image i mean it is a real image don't get me wrong there's no 
doubt about the credibility. Just take it that, hey, this is what they're shooting for. It may not be perfect. And I'm still hearing that that's definitely a Redstone 3 initiative. It's definitely not coming with Redstone 2. That's already done. Speaking of uh, Redstone 2, other things that Microsoft promised that we haven't seen yet, which is making me a little bit nervous. Uh, we haven't seen the Groove Music Maker. I've been wanting to play with that. Uh, I keep meaning to go back and watch the announcement from October and see if... <laughs> When they showed it off in that video, because what they did was they created a video that says, hey, here's some more features that are coming. Most of them have shown up, not all of them, but the Groove Music Maker has not shown up yet. And I want to go back and watch that video and see if it's actually a still shot or if they show it in, in action. Basically, what I'm trying to see is, like, was that just a concept image? Is it, oh, this sounds like a good idea. Throw that into the video and we'll get that th out there. Or did they actually show, like, a working product uh, in that video? I need to go back and look. Uh, the other thing is there's supposed to be up the updates to Action Center, which included like these slider bars and some updated icons. Still haven't seen that. I guess it's still technically possible because Microsoft has features inside uh, the internal builds that haven't made their way all the way up into insider builds. Um, so I guess that's still possible, but haven't seen it yet. So those are a couple things that I'm still looking around for that, that uh, Redstone 2, but otherwise Redstone 2 is done. Um, I know a lot of the engineers have already moved on to Redstone 3, except for those who are trying to crack and uh, smash bugs. But uh, definitely the planning is moving on to Redstone 3 about feature inclusion, that kind of stuff, like the people bar, uh, which we know was canceled. Well, not canceled, uh, delayed. Delayed would be a better term there. Um, other things. So I got sent some interesting information. I mean, I consider it interesting. Uh, so these Xbox Insider Rings, and... What I got sent was actually a breakdown of all the rings. So Microsoft has rings in this, and I'll explain here in a second, that start all the way internal with the people building this stuff that expand all the way out to uh, us, like myself. Like I'm not, this machine is not, oh, I guess it turned off again. This machine is not in uh, a beta right now just because I have another one upstairs that I use for the beta. And... I get sent a detailed breakdown of all the ring sizes. So let me kind of run here. So it's, let's start all the way with the development stage, which consists of the Xbox validation ring. So this is the ring that is the closest to Microsoft. These are probably the people who are actually, you know, hands to keyboard, coding the feature. They kick it over to a machine, test it out, and see if it works. Uh, this is limited to 50 consoles. And says, uh, da, 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 da. and then following this ring is the internal dog food ring, which consists of 200 consoles which is then followed by the Xbox take-home ring, which I'm assuming is, hey, you have a console, you can take it home. Uh, the previous ring, the dog food ring, are probably consoles that stay on campus, and then take-home is obviously take-home. I know, it's crazy. Uh, so take-home consists of 1,000 consoles, and then the final internal ring is the Microsoft beta ring, which has 5,000 consoles in it. And then, so here's where I'm not sure if this information is slightly outdated or not, but the public preview ring, which uh, follows the Microsoft beta ring, consists of 260,000 consoles. Now, we only know that that is, it's only listed as one ring in the documentation that I would send, and Microsoft just announced recently that they're calling it the public preview, or the Xbox Insider, and that there's four rings, Alpha, Beta, Ring 3, Ring 4. And so I don't know if that 260,000 is the master ring and those four rings sit inside there, or if this is just a little bit older information. Because Microsoft is now allowing anybody to sign up for the beta, but to get the good stuff, you're really gonna gotta get lucky. But anyways, that's 260,000 consoles. Just gives you some framework about how the progression of the rings occurs, uh, the size of some of the internal rings. And you gotta think about it too, there's not very many Xbox iterations out there, so it's not like they need a lot of people. They just 
they just need a small sample because in this case, unlike the PC, it very much is representative of the supermajority. So uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, other things, uh, Windows Cloud. So Windows Cloud, I kind of broke the news or started talking about that um, like two weeks ago. Last week, we actually got our hands on a build of it. And then I was snooping around and this kind of came up late, actually over the weekend. So I was able to confirm through documentation and through some um, stuff other ways. Uh, the Windows Cloud, Windows 10 Cloud, and somebody asked a question about this, which we'll get to it later, the naming convention. But Windows 10 Cloud is what I'm referring to it as now, can be upgraded to Pro. So what that means is that, hey, if you get Windows Cloud and you don't like it, what we don't know is the cost. It looks like you're going to get kicked to the store. Uh, then you will pay some money and then it'll just unlock Pro. That's it. That's it. That's the bit that does huge difference from Windows RT, where if you bought Windows RT, like a Surface, um, you were permanently isolated to that environment. This way, if you get Windows Cloud, you're like, eh, this kind of sucks. You can pay 100 bucks or whatever it's going to be, and then you can get Windows 10 Pro. Uh, what we don't see right now is being able to go from cloud to home, which I do find kind of interesting. Uh, you can't do that. I'm wondering if Windows 10 Cloud is what they eventually hope will replace home. Not fully convinced that's going to be it because there's still upgrade scenarios where they need home to be around. But it might be that the cloud becomes the new home. Um, so we will see because Microsoft is really pushing this UWP stuff. I think we're going to see a lot of it at build again for the umpteenth year in a row. But that's kind of... Uh, that's it. Uh, which also reminds me, I, I joke about this, but maybe I really will start doing it. I need to start writing about Windows 10 cloud jailbreaking. Somebody's already done it where they took a version of cloud and were able to bypass the security mechanism that only allowed you to run UWP applications. So we know it's only a software, a software limitation and somebody's already broken it. I would imagine that when this comes out, that's going to be it. the new thing is how to bypass these cloud blocks and it'll be, you know, another race Microsoft versus the homebrew community, but maybe that's what they need. I mean, that kind of stuff really kicked off, um, like stuff for iOS. I don't think it's going to be the same extreme, but I, I could honestly see people like Raphael, uh, making a very good, uh, having a very good time trying to bypass all this stuff and playing the game versus Microsoft. So windows cloud will be upgradable. We don't know much more about it, but I suspect we'll be hearing things soon considering, Everything we know is out in the wild. I don't. It seems like there might be something more, but I don't know. Uh, so that's that. All right, we're going to dive into the questions here. Uh, as always, I drop it in the live chat early, but if you ever have any questions, I try to put the post, the questions up on to throat.com. Uh, if you go to throat.com slash forward, and I think I put it in the wrong form. <laughs> I think I totally did. Uh, anyways, so you can find it there. And anyways, we're going to dive in. So, so good. Simon Shu. Uh, so this is, oh, this is a good question. Uh, which app is best to sync tasks with Outlook.com on Android? Remember on iPhone sync, uh, reminders on iPhone sync fine with Outlook.com, but they seem to have, don't have any official app for Android. So this is the reason why I find this interesting is Microsoft is working on what's called Project Cheshire, which is a to-do app. And I believe that Project Cheshire, which will, I, I suspect will become Wonderlist. Um, I think they're, Actually, I'm almost positive that they're just dumping uh, Wonderlist. Is that application does sync with tasks on Outlook. So I suspect that maybe this app might be coming to all platforms. And that might actually be their solution is that for Android, uh, once Project Cheshire is done and out of beta, it might be called Microsoft To Do possibly, that uh, that will be coming to Android and that will solve that iteration. So uh, Tourniquet asks, he says, 
why doesn't Microsoft just use Windows 10 Mobile with C Shell instead of full Windows for Windows Cloud? So this is a good question. Technically speaking, uh, Windows Mobile, Windows 10 Mobile, it, it is Windows 10, but it's not all there, right? They they pulled some crap out. Um, it's it's a completely di it, it's they would have to, from my understanding, they would have to build more into mobile than be able to extract less from desktop, if that makes sense. It's easier to take stuff out than it is to add it back in. And so that is my understanding of why they're going this route. Um, also, they really want the desktop to feel fully featured. You got to remember that Continuum, um, Continuum, it, it's good, but it's not full featured, right? When you click the start menu, it's not the full start menu. It, it's, it looks just like the phone. It, it's it's not quite there yet. It, don't get me wrong. I think they're going to eventually get there. But I think for them, it's easier for them to just kind of build cloud because essentially it looks like it's just a software lock like the the iso at least for now which it had all the iterations but even again it doesn't make too much of a difference anymore because it's just software limitations but um it was about four gigs so it, it looked like a standard iso from microsoft um that's kind of why and so i don't i don't foresee them trying to scale up windows 10 mobile i see them trying to bring the desktop experience back down and limit it and isolate it because i think that makes more sense for the, the route that they're trying to take oh K, K systems, K systems, K something like that. It says, uh, when is Skype preview going to be released? I also love the ability to use Cortana on Android to relay SMS to my desktop. Is this coming back? So I believe the SMS relay is coming back. Uh, at least I, I'm almost positive. They talked about that. It is coming back, but when is Skype preview going to exit? So I pinged Microsoft about this and they're, they gave me a really generic answer that this was like two weeks ago. And they said, Hey, when, when we're done or when we think it's ready, there's no definitive timeline for when it's going to come out of preview. Uh, I had possibly heard potentially this summer, but I don't quite know. I mean, I guess in theory it could happen sooner, but it's still in preview, and I think it's going to remain that way for a little bit. Microsoft tends to keep things in preview for quite a while these days. <laughs> Mr. PKI says, since the SAMS report is now often a security show, uh, I do love my security side of things because that's an interesting segment of uh, cat and mouse type gaming. Uh, what do you think of Microsoft's change in how it publishes Windows security bulletins through an authenticated portal and not a basic site like it was in the past? So I, this, I do find this annoying. I don't know why they did this. I, maybe I should read into they have some stupid justification of like they want to actually see who's reading this stuff and have better metrics about that. But when it comes to security bulletins like this stuff, it should just be out in the open. Because what, what happens is that if something's behind a, a wall or whatever, what happens is it gets republished by somebody else and then that site gets a lot of traffic and says, hey, look, this now you don't have to authenticate. You can just come to us and not have to log in, uh, which at that time they have the ability to massage, change, or whatever. And it's Microsoft's advantage to have people come to them to read about the security stuff and not through a third party. Even myself, like I could rewrite this stuff and put it up. Uh, but again, Microsoft does a better job, more detailed, and why they are doing this, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Uh, it's a stupid decision. I put this in the same cup of when Microsoft started for a while, Microsoft was trying to get everybody into the feedback hub and they used to push about out a blog post that would say, Hey, windows 10 bill one five zero three one or whatever is available. And you can find all the new features and bugs in the feedback hub instead of just in the blog post that it was announcing it, where everybody goes to look and read. And it was them trying to jack up the stats of people using the feedback up. It was a dumb decision. They've already reversed it because they realized it doesn't work. Uh, but it's the same type of thinking. Uh, DeQuantumFro asks, should Microsoft be pushing window, Windows toward UWP in the rumor cloud skew given many users 
ambivalence toward modern aspects of Windows. It seems like many want Microsoft to stay the Windows 7 level. So yeah, I so I I agree with your um, conclusion that many people, well, not, I shouldn't say many, um, there's a very loud, and I think they're probably in the minority at this point, that want Microsoft, they, they want Windows 7 to just be it. Let's just make Windows 7 the last thing Microsoft does and that's it and no more updates and let's let's not change let's not move the cheese um unfortunately microsoft is a business and if they were just content with the status quo they'd say they, they can't so there's they want people to move to uwp so it becomes easier to manage windows on their side which becomes more cost efficient more streamlined more modern that's why they want uwp um not to mention it is, in theory, more secure. Granted, you know, people will argue that, hey, not necessarily. You can break out of the sandbox if you're really creative. Uh, we haven't seen any viruses, at least I don't think, push through that. But it is a more secure way to deliver applications. And I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm not... The thing... My problem with UWP right now is that they're underpowered compared to Win32. Um, for example, would I rather run Spotify as a UWP app or as a Win32? I just kind of like the look and feel of a Win32 app. It seems to run better. And so I don't dispute that. I understand why people don't want to go to UWP. I think for Microsoft's personal agenda, they need people to go to UWP. But uh, to get there, they need the developers to adopt that strategy. And it's very tough because we live for decades where Win32 desktop applications were just kind of this no man's land. You can go to any website and download them and Microsoft's trying to change that. And so it is, it's a tough transition and Apple hasn't done exceptionally well with it either on their desktop. Uh, I think they've probably had a little bit more success with the Mac, Mac OS App Store than Microsoft has with the Windows Store. But it's not an easy transition, and Microsoft is just kind of forcing it upon everybody, and they're just being diligent. Uh, how many years has it been? It's been several years. And so I'll be really looking at Build to see if they're finally going to kind of enable these apps to do more. They've kind of already gone that route with these Centennial apps. You know, you can just port a Win32 app on over. So they've already kind of relinquished some of that control. I'll be curious to see how it's going. Uh, Team56 asks, how's my health? I answered, you can tune into the beginning doing better so this is a good question uh amd's new ryzen cpu is coming out soon with intel stagnating are there any chances uh, we will see a collaboration between microsoft and amd uh i actually hope so i mean anything that gives intel competition which they're already going to get from arm chips coming out this fall with like the snapdragon 830 so that uh That'll be interesting. I don't. I haven't heard anything about them switching to AMD at this point. Not saying it's impossible. We already know they have a relationship with them because I believe the CPU in the Xbox One is an AMD Fab chip. And so I thought that there was a screenshot or somebody at a game conference or maybe it was even CES that said the Scorpio will use Ryzen. So uh, I hope it does. If that's true, then Microsoft actually has the latest. Um, the latest gen in the Scorpio, which would be great. I don't, I don't really know a whole lot. Microsoft's kept those things locked down pretty, pretty hard, but uh, that'll be interesting. So he asked a couple questions. Uh, number the other question was: Seems like there's confusion again in the Windows. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I was alluding to earlier. So is it Windows 10 Cloud or is it Windows Cloud? So I have heard that it's Windows. 10. Uh, I take that back. I've heard it both ways actually. I've seen it written as Windows Cloud and Windows 10 Cloud. Uh, I think they're going to call it Windows 10 Cloud. 
but I, I don't know until it's announced, mostly because it looks exactly like Windows. Obviously, they don't want to... This brings up bad memories of Windows RT because people thought it was Windows or whatever. Um, right now, I think it might be Windows 10 Cloud. So that's a good question. It's something to keep in mind. If you find any official documentation about it, that would be actually wonderful to know too. So... Uh, his other last question was creators update finally moved to RS2 branch won't be a good time to install it in your daily driver so so it's finally in the release branch uh, when do you want to put it on your daily driver so there's two options just wait till it gets released publicly uh, if you want it a little bit before then you can try opting into the least preview ring but really what you need to start looking for from Microsoft is when they get to the point where they are pushing out several builds a week this will get this will tell us we are very close when they will flight out uh, like a build like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then the, what they want to do is look at feedback from those three builds and they're all very slightly different. That's the time when you can probably install it and start to feel safe. So uh, you got a few more weeks. They need to get through this bug bash stuff definitely first. Isaac Daly Dolly asks, uh, what is up with international rollout of Cortana being slow? Example, New Zealand. Joe Belfiore demoed a New Zealand version of of an Ignite 2015, but nothing has been released. Yeah, so this is an ongoing sore spot for Microsoft. Their world is basically the US, um, sometimes Canada, and then maybe Europe eventually. It's always kind of been that way. And so I, I have no idea. I don't know why they take so slow. If they really want this stuff to get adopted, they need to get their butt in gear. Uh, it's almost kind of embarrassing at this point. So... So there you go. Those are the questions for the week. Um, always appreciate that stuff because, again, I, I know they say this every week, but you guys get me like the perfect example, um, the Scorpio CPU. That's a great question to keep in mind as I'm looking through stuff. Uh, the Windows 10 naming is going to be Windows 10 Cloud or Windows Cloud 10, Windows Cloud, uh, I don't know, 10 Cloud. There's a lot of options there. So that's why I love these questions because they, they give me new opportunities to kind of poke around at new things. Um, the insider tip of the week is go watch the developer video. If you're, and this is if you're a hardcore Windows fan, if you really love this stuff and are looking for like the smallest hinklings of tips or inklings of tips that are coming, uh, go check out that developer day video. It's actually, it's a long thing, but this is where the neon screenshot was first shown up. If you pay attention closely, there's little tidbits about things that are coming in the future. And uh, it's just a great video to watch if you're kind of in this community. And if you're listening to this podcast, I would assume you probably are. And so just, you know, go poke around. That's a good thing. So, oh, I think that's all I got for today. It's been well, about 30 minutes. That's actually pretty good. Pretty good. So thanks for tuning in, guys. As always, have yourself a wonderful weekend. I think there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming next week, at least on the security side. There's the RSA conference happening in San Francisco. Watch for a lot of news drops about that from Microsoft in the near future. Um, I mean, they're presenting. I think Brad Smith is actually keynoting it, so I would imagine they've got some good stuff coming. And so uh, take care. Catch you next time, and have a good weekend.